0: Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, Primo, primos. We are back. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. That's your Primo, Christopher Cristello. I'm your Primo, Luis Velasquez. Breaking news as we start this podcast going. We just might as well get into it now, Primo. The future goat, maybe he's the goat already. I'm not sure, but Shohei Otani... Is now an LA Dodger? Are we surprised?
1: I'm not surprised whatsoever. I'm I'm very scared of the Dodgers, and even though he's my favorite player right now, I am rooting against them to win this whole thing because they are too loaded.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. It's kind. Of, it's to me, it's kind of like you know how the the cow. We had to say the Cowboys are good right now. But do I think that they're going to do anything in the playoffs? No, I still don't. I'll have to see it to believe it. And that's kind of the same thing with the Dodgers. Same old Dodgers. They're going to spend all this money. They spent $700 million over 10 years. No buyout for Otani at all in the contract. Um, but are they, can they do anything? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I still see them fumbling this.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that they'll fumble it, but I am I'm kind of hoping for it for just the goodness of sports and game in the game, right? Like it's kind of like which we will talk about later, but I, you know, it's like rooting for Golden State once they got KD. Like I do not want them to win because it'll prove like the human nature of sports and that like just like loading up on talent. It's kind of like my Yankee theory is like, go buy all the talent and let's see if that actually gets you anywhere. And I'm I'll say this. I'll even though this is not a surprise, I will pick the Dodgers getting him over the Yankees getting him any day because any like and because the Yankees got Soto.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: that doesn't make me feel good either. And I'm not happy about that because that was like a huge signing and this just overtook that. Right. Like within like 48 hours. But I had to go drop like insults to Yankee fans on that Soto pickup uh, just a few days ago.
0: Well, I mean, get the Yankees in, so I don't know. I mean, if he can be the Soto he was in Washington uh, when they won the World Series, then then it's something uh, towards the end. While he's at Washington, he wasn't any good. When he went to the Padres, uh, with that, you know, lineup around him, he wasn't no good. So I think maybe he has fallen off. So I'm not too impressed by that. I like it. It's again, and it's the Yankees again. So they don't really know what to do with talent. Um, I don't know. It's it is what it is to me. Like shout out, Like I I was looking forward to rooting for Shohei. I was like if he's gonna go Toronto. I was like yeah, that's gonna be. I w- I would definitely <laughs> root for him.
1: He was never going to Toronto. Yeah, man.
0: yeah, yeah. You
1: knew he was never going to Toronto.
0: Well, they got the Drake curse. And so. Uh, <laughs> the Drake curse? Yeah, Drake was out there, like, uh, rocking a Shohei Toronto jersey. And then, you know?
1: Ah, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that was good. So. Yeah, you're right. He is kind of a curse, right? He's like a curse. Kawhi left right
0: after. Yeah, yeah. So, it is what it is. I don't believe in it. Like, I don't know. Like, out, like I can see them breaking, like, regular season records. Right, I I don't think he's pitching this year, or at least no, like a, apparently yeah. not.
1: He's supposed to wait a year. To yeah,
0: that elbow. Yeah, he's got Tommy John's. Uh, so um, I, I can see them like breaking a bunch of regular season records and then being a first round knockout. And uh, damn, Arizona or somebody else going to the World Series again. I mean, I would say this Texas Rangers who just won the World Series—they bought their World Series, right? They. They're one of the few teams that actually do that and accomplish that um, by yeah. ju- just strictly going with, like, we're just going to find all these free agents and sign big money instead of any ingrown uh, stuff. So they they won their World Series, but th- it's the topic, yes. bro. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think um, the interesting thing for me was that they announced earlier this week that they were going to make Mookie Betts their full-time second baseman. And I was like, Oh, that's really interesting that you would just like, i like, he's getting no time in the outfield anymore. You must have a solution to that. Mm. And that's where I was already like, mm, these are the breadcrumbs to like, and then also a uh, manager um, talked about talking about uh, having a two to three hour meeting with Shohei uh yeah and the winter meetings right
0: Ohtani didn't like that
1: oh really oh well that's good I mean I think the thing about that though was that it's like if you have a two to three hour meeting that means it went well because you don't spend time with people that you already know you don't like for two to three hours right you don't hear a pitch for that long unless you're seriously considering there but I didn't hear about that that he didn't
0: like yeah, but he was room. he just wanted to keep everything hush hush about like his of course. his meetings and all his stuff. And so uh there were yeah, rumors Japanese. that Robert's their their manager the one to kind of leak that out in an interview. And uh there was rumors that Otani was like was pissed on that and that's when he went to Toronto. I don't know. There's a bu- you know a bunch of back and forth going on about that, but I don't know like it, yeah, it I- it's it's a big deal, I think. Because the show had, like course. I said, like he could be really close already to being the GOAT in baseball. But, uh, well,
1: I, w- I wonder too how much, like, what was the deal before Robert said that? And how much did him saying that lead it to being 700? Because this is the thing Otani's making that soccer money now. That yeah, he's on another level, like, as far as athletes, right? American athletes. Yeah, he's the number one. Sports. Like, we don't uh, pay people that much money.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's, it's, uh, he, he's like way past LeBron money now, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, which, well, like, see, that's the point is like, we're saying LeBron money, like, that's the standard, right? Like, wh- whatever that guy makes is the most that you're going to see. And he's making what, like, at least, well, no, not at least, but close to double of that. Yeah. And yeah. now that he's in LA with like such a really strong, um, like Asian city, Asian backing, Asian population, the the endorsement stuff is he's gonna make tons more money on. That.
0: Uh, he was with the L.A. Angels out of Anaheim already.
1: Yeah, but that ain't L.A. <laughs> you know
0: that that's not L.A. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that until uh, was like four. I don't think about four years ago. I drove uh to California, and I'd like in Anaheim, and I was like, wait a minute. What are they doing out here? We're not even close to L.A. Yeah,
1: in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah. out there.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but, I mean, let's move on. Let's, we're talking about GOATS. We were just talking about LeBron Money. Let's talk about this in-season tournament going on. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week. It was getting kind of hype. We're a uh, couple hours away from the finals. You've got Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers. Making it, nobody saw that coming. And again, I, I love
1: that you went into LeBron and then just immediately cut off and be like, "We're not talking about him. I want to talk about Halliburton." Well, which is the I real mean, reason behind this conversation,
0: Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, and I mean, I'm,
1: I'll say it for you. Yeah, you you predicted that he's the guy to pick in that draft. And I remember bringing that up to somebody else. Like I was like, "Who did y'all pick?" I think it was a Knicks fan. I was like, "Who did y'all pick in that draft aside from Halliburton?" And I can't remember who they mentioned, but I was like, I think it might have been Toppin. Yeah, it was yeah, Toppin. Yeah. And, and he goes, he goes Topping, and now they're teammates. And like he, like the disappointment <laughs> in his face. <laughs> and I was just like, Yo, exactly. And then so we got into that and the idea of just like like how good this guy is. And, and then you, what he was hating on was just like, or somebody else, this is Barbershop talked hating about how ugly they thought his jump shot was
0: yeah it doesn't look good like it it's kind of like shot put it out there I don't know how he makes anything it's crazy but I mean he is on fire I think he is gone for this tournament itself is uh made him into superstar status honestly yeah so yeah, he's gonna be an
1: all-star this year it's his coming out party
0: yeah yeah for sure anyways they're going up against uh the goats like I said earlier LeBron James. Uh, and Anthony Davis uh in the finals in, in Vegas tonight. Who do you got winning tonight, Primo? And what do you think about this tournament going so, on?
1: So I think that, you know, based off of the last performance that LeBron had, like, I, I don't know that. I couldn't tell if that was like a vintage performance because they were playing against Zion and Zion is supposed to be the next or was supposed to be the next generation LeBron. Or if that performance was about like, I'm going to push us through this tournament against like a team that is not on our level. And now we're going to like, we're going to ball out and win this tournament to prove that we're like a favorite to win the title. But I don't know. I couldn't put it together. It was either, it's either about the tournament or is about Zion. And either way, LeBron's last game was insane. And the, the thing to me is that, again, unfortunately, it's like, where the hell is, like, Anthony Davis in taking over, like, games, right? And I would have thought that the game he's going to take over is the semifinal against his former team, against the guys he's got traded for, but I don't know. And I and I unfortunately think LeBron is that smart of a leader, but also maybe, you know, to a fault where he's setting up the like the table for him in the final to be like, all right, now you ball out. This game is your game, and you show that like in the final you're the leader. Because Anthony Davis should ball out against Miles Turner. But I don't know that he will. And and the way to ball out is to like go to the line, right? Miles Turner is not that good. He's not that fleet-footed. He, he like dice him up in the paint and he's not going to be able to guard him and then he can get to the line like 12 times in the game and and put up at least 30 plus but I don't know that that's gonna happen and I don't know that although I should never bet against him I don't know that LeBron can put together this many performances like that in a row because it's not just like points he's putting up almost like triple double numbers and it's insane. Which is gonna lead me to a follow up question that I got after you. But where who do you think is taking this Indiana Laker game at the
0: end of the finale? Uh, I think it's I don't know, I think I mean I got the, I think I got the Lakers. I think like you said LeBron is on a different level right now. I think he kinda wants it. I think he puts this on like another thing for his legacy. He's the first one to win this tournament. Right. Yeah, he very been, true. he's has right. yep. he's he will have one more uh, in-season tournament more than Jordan, okay? Uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, that's important, man. <laughs> yes. In the long run, when they start stacking everything up. Yeah,
0: and so I think this goes to his legacy. It's important for him. Um, so I, I I see him taking over this game, right? I see him going at it, and, and just, because he's going to want to win MVP right, of this tournament, MVP of the game. All that, to me, is important to him, so I, I see him Uh, i see them going all out for this game and then watch like these next two weeks right like he's gonna be tightness in his back he's gonna have soreness in his thigh right he's gonna take like the next two weeks off right as they recover from this in-season tournament as as they go all out Uh, i look forward to watching it i know that like the the atmosphere i kind of wish like it wasn't in vegas because like yeah. the crowd the home crowd atmosphere was has been kind of nuts during the during the tournament and i feel like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. semifinals like the, like it, it kind of went down a little bit um as far as crowd you know having a home home crowd at there so uh but yeah i look forward to watching it and i think uh, lebron takes it i you know it's interesting cuz i think uh
1: who did in indie play in that? That was Boston, right? No, that was in Boston.
0: Well, they went through Boston and then uh, went through Milwaukee,
1: but and Milwaukee was in Vegas. Yeah. Okay, because I, you know, I thought that that game had a lot of energy, at least as far as like from the fans and and the, and in that arena and watching that performance. We were texting each other about Halliburton, like he's just, you know he's he's, a he's so versatile here's the thing yeah no, like he,
0: i get upset i get upset right, that we didn't draft halliburton but if we had halliburton uh we would not have game. wimby <laughs> yeah
1: exactly <laughs> we would so not that's have like wimby.
0: The,
1: the back and forth of it but um i think one of the things so i didn't know this this was also barbershop talk which i don't know if, which makes me worry if it's like valid or not but i didn't know that one of the things about that trade because I was so confused when they traded him was that he didn't get along with Darren Fox, and I, I don't I have no context for that. Like, what is the reason that those two either didn't get along or like, well, how did that come to? I like, think uh,
0: Darren Fox got um kind of like this is my team, this is not your team kind of vibes, and Halliburton was just not getting up as many shots. He was, you know, it, it was just kind of battle for whose team this is got it and so uh and then like De'Aaron Fox I think he had like some issues with coaches and so like it, it would just be it became a thing it became a locker room thing and so I mean they got a pretty big deal out of it too right they got some some bonus um exactly like it's it, it, it's worked out for both teams um yeah, no, it
1: definitely has. I, I you know, obviously it's, it's a good trade. I think mean, the, I would imagine, obviously because I don't know, the Carlisle Halliburton relationship is going to be a good one because Halliburton seems like a mature guy, um, and and Carlisles obviously needs that type of like mature leader to be able to handle the criticism that he's going to give in trying to make a team better, um, but it's. I didn't know he'd continue to be able to put up the type of numbers I saw like in a couple of games a few weeks ago. But he just looks like he gets everybody else going. Looks like guys believe in him, and he makes he does less. I mean, he does more with less than most people can.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 killing it right now. Like I said, I think he's a, a superstar right now. I think that uh, he's only going to get better. He's he's already talking like. Um, trying to recruit guys to come over to Indy, right? Like some came out yesterday that uh, you know, he's he's been a fan of Indy even when he was a little kid. And, you know, he's not one to go like this is his team and he's gonna try to recruit other stars to come to come there. So um shout out to Indy, right? Like they figured it out I think they've got them a dude and uh like they, they're gonna be something to mess with when the actual playoffs comes, right? So that I think I think these teams gotta gotta figure it out.
1: Yeah, they've moved up to fifth in the East now in this run, and the only teams that are in front of them are the ones that we would expect, right? Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, but also number two in the East right now is the unlikely and confusing to me, Orlando Magic, who are 15. Bruh,
0: man, that team is crazy right now. No, nah, I know. So I I, yeah,
1: I feel like right now that you got to whoever that coach is, is you are putting them up for coach of the year. <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely, he's winning coach of the year. All right, but let's let's move topics here. Let's keep let's keep with basketball. Let's talk about our team, right? A precedent, historic team, right now, uh, breaking records left and right. We are currently just talking about the courts of San Antonio Spurs, who somehow has got the. Uh, Number one pick, number one dude in the world, Victor Wimbayama. And somehow, we are worse than we were last year. We're currently on a 16-game losing streak. Uh, What is up with uh, our San Antonio Spurs, Chris? What is up? I can tell you what I know. I I can't wait. But what is up with our San Antonio Spurs?
1: Yeah, I'm... um I think a lot of things, and I think this is also, we talked about this a while ago, I think possibly in the summer, but basically this is kind of like, it feels like NBA tryouts for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, This is a time of them deciding who's going to be on the roster for the future, who's going to not be on the roster for the future, who is going to be trade pieces, who fits with Wimp Myama, because we know that that's, That's what everything centers around, right? And so um, it looks like Vassell is like obviously here to stay, right? He's going to be a number two, number three guy for us. His three-point shooting, as we've mentioned before, has gone up. And I think our biggest concern is who's going to play starting point guard because of the fact that Trey Jones is clearly the backup point guard. Um, and that is really surprising to me because I think in thinking about the summer and where we were, I mean, the kid's only 23, right? But that, uh, the fact that they signed him on, I believe it was a four year deal this summer to be a backup was kind of surprising now that we're seeing how they're running lineups or this is all just a farce. And this is Popovich in the first quarter of the season messing with lineups and putting pressure on certain people to determine whether or not they're making the tryouts or not i have no clue what's going on and i feel like many of us don't but we're so used to winning that it's just like let's complain
0: where are you at with this are you (laughs) frustrated, or are are you like
1: all right let me run the course
0: let me ask you are we used to winning because that seems like a very long time ago last yeah, I think, time we won I think was, you're
1: far more cynical than I am oh yeah I was just about to say
0: I was just about to say <laughs> I, Does do the Spurs have you on retainer right now because you're giving them a lot of credit right now you're just like hmm yeah oh they're having tryouts they're not really so, this bad this is all part of the master plan alright
1: so for real on some like mob shit this is why I'm giving them credit, where I feel like you are playing a very naive fan. Let me be very <laughs> clear in that I have full belief that the draft is fixed, especially <laughs> since we got one by Yama, And that the whole setup of this time that we've been losing is to get to this point that we're at right now. And the fact that we got him in the first place already seems very unlikely. It also seems like it's a very major hookup. And the fact that you are trying to play it as if, like, we're just lucky to have gotten him, which I don't know what angle (laughs) you're taking is, like, seems very naive to me. But let's say that that is really how everything played out. Yes, okay, we're very fortunate. And, like, then the Spurs should be, like, criticized for all the losing we've done. But to me, it seems like part of a master plan. And I'm not going to ignore Popovich's Mob ability And and i'm gonna go back to this It's always Been my theory that matt bonner Knows where the bodies Are at because there is no Reason matt bonner was in the league On the end of our bench in championship Years for 10 years Unless he knew something and then All of a sudden had like an immediate job with us So again on some mob shit This is all a calculated Plan from the spurs and Popovich.
0: Uh, so one, like I am okay. I'm definitely okay with believing that the draft was set up like the, like <laughs> for, for when to just fall in our lab like that is crazy. <laughs> and you cannot not believe in conspiracy theory. So, um, but then like the way we've handled everything since is like, like, I don't know. Like you, it, it seems like we're so out of, out of tune.
1: I I don't believe that Sohan as the point guard was the real plan. I think it's an experiment. Popovich has called it an experiment, yeah. Himself, but I don't think that. I don't think that they imagined that it could be all that great. But I don't. I think what they didn't imagine was that it would be this bad. And I think they're realizing, like, this kid is way worse than we thought. And that's really my thing. Like, Sohan needs to be gone. We're, we're, I'm good with him being gone.
0: He is not a keeper. And No. You, he's I don't ju- think I mean, his he's still set. He's a forward playing point guard. Like, when yeah, we got Sohan, he was supposed to be a power forward. All right? He was supposed to be our defensive guy in the trenches, rebounding. That's who he was supposed to be. That's who he was at Baylor. All right? And then we put him at point guard. Are we setting him like you can't tell me that Sochan don't belong when he's out there playing point guard, never played point guard in his life, not even in freaking like elementary school and in the NBA with Victor on your team, you're going to have him playing point guard.
1: No, no, no. But I mean, even as a power forward or three, he's gone. Like he's not as good as what he needs to be in his natural role. Of course, he's not a point guard. He's a mess. But. As a 3 or 4, he still don't do enough to be on this team. And I'm perfectly fine with getting rid of that guy. He is not someone who is going to legitimately make things that much better for the Spurs in the long run. Um, and like I mentioned, Vassell, I think, is someone who's untouchable unless there's something really big on the other end of that. But, you know, Keldon to me is also disappointing, but it, I think is worth keeping. Um, just based on his age. Yeah, I think, he's, but like, he's
0: come up a little bit since the last time we talked about. It. He's uh,
1: yeah, and he's a glue guy. You could tell he's good yeah. for the team. Um, but again, one of the things I wanted to talk about was wh- if you're Trey Jones, what are you thinking in this moment in like <laughs> watching Sohan <laughs> take your job?
0: I'm asking and- for a freaking trade, bro. Like. I am asking, get me the hell out of this place.
1: So this is the thing, too. Again, like, did Pavlovich have a conversation with him when they signed him and was like, listen, you're our guy. But at the beginning of the year, we're not starting you. We're going to do this thing and be patient. And we're going to do this. And then by all-star break, you're going to be the number one guy. I mean, I feel like Because how much is this just to bid skills for Sohan? We well, I like, view the floor differently.
0: Yeah, even right now, like, he's, like, Trey Jones is still, he's not the starting point guard. Uh, but he still leads the team in assists. I'm looking at the stats right now. He he leads the team. Exactly. Uh, with 5.2 assists. Like, I don't understand. Like His plus like,
1: minus is also really good. Yeah,
0: like, I don't understand. Like, what what is Pops, like, thinking here? Of why we're using Sochan. Like I don't I don't understand. And he keeps telling us like it you know, he's got you know, he's looking down the road. I just keep hearing him like he is, you know, he's uh you know, thinking about the future. Like I don't see it. And I just think it's kinda of like what's going on with Belichick right now, where we just assume that hey, uh, you know, Belichick knows what he's doing when he doesn't hire an offensive coordinator. Right, That he's hiring these defensive guys to call offensive plays, and he's just a genius. That's kind of what we're doing with Pop uh, when they're just like, I think he's just, it's time for Pop to go. You want to know why we're losing 16 games in a row? Because it's Popovich. I'm putting it all on him. It is his fault. He needs, like, there's nothing that he's done. Who
1: would you rather have then? As coach? So you would trust more than Popovich right now.
0: Becky. Bring Beck. Becky so should have been that's here not happening. three years
1: ago. Yeah, but that's not happening. We know that's not happening. So who realistically? Find a man in the NBA right now that you would rather have as the head coach. Because uh, Becky Hammond is not coming.
0: Here. Well, there. I mean, we so, can go through the pop tree right now. But, like, the, the Kings coach, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Mike Brown? Yes, Mike Brown. He ain't Hell. coming. Yeah, he ain't coming. Um, I mean, there's so many other coaches, bro. Like, hold on, you gonna don't, make you gonna make me thing. Google NBA coaches? No, no,
1: no, 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 no. Because no. you don't have to on the tree. But this is, I'll tell you, someone that we talked about before that we were like, "Yo, please get on on the Spurs bench," so that we can transition, pop out. Was Monty Williams? And Monty Williams' project is not working in Detroit either.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would right? w- w- like, like that
1: man. might not be a good fit. So I don't know that they keep Monty Williams for very long out there and I don't know that Monty Williams wants to be in Detroit for very long with the the youth that is out there.
0: I mean, we could get uh E Udoka. What he's doing with Houston. No,
1: wrong, no.
0: You don't like Yudoka?
1: No. He's he's uh toxic waste. He's like yeah. untouchable. He he do- he doesn't fit with those. Like he, he has to have enough time to make people forget. Forget right? what?
0: Like all he did was cheat on his wife. Like okay,
1: no, not necessarily. What? Because it, it is someone that was within the organization. I'm not. A, I'm not a, like knocking him. I'm not saying that he like vilifying him like, mm. like a bad human being. He should be jailed or anything like that. But what I'm saying is that like in the Spurs organization, and particularly, I, I'm gonna bring this up. Is particularly the issue around um the Josh Primo situation, which is themes who disappear, right? Again, mob shit in the Spurs organization, but that was also like the mistreatment of female staff. Yo, Primo Primo signed with somebody. Went
0: away. Primo signed with somebody.
1: Yeah, I think he might be with the Lakers. No, he's with the Clippers. He's with the Clippers. Is body. he a Clipper? That that's where everybody that we hate goes. <laughs> Like the clippers are like to me like are
0: never like they're the (laughs) anti-spurs yeah i'm okay yes they're the bizarro
1: world of the san antonio spurs man
0: yeah that's funny
1: but but yeah like you know that the organization can't do that right even though he is the right guy and clearly with what's happening in houston right because those those young like foolish Men on that team we are have, playing really well together.
0: We have Brett Brown on the bench.
1: Yeah, I mean, he couldn't win with MB. We got
0: that
1: makes me concerned. Yeah, but I mean, I lesson mean, learned, right? Like I think if you come back from those things, you should be better and know.
0: Listen, you just got to throw do. the bag at Becky. Just throw the bag at Becky, okay, and get her back. That's just it. That's all. that's. like, hey, maybe Kerr that. Oh, oh! Uh, that Golden State train looks like to be sinking, right? Nah, man. I mean,
1: yes, I'm all for it, but Curry's still got what like three to four years, right? Yeah. So, I mean, by that point, we need to be already like a contender. So, maybe if you're looking for like a filler, and and then like Curry comes in, but. You know, because this is also the thing. Kerrs is set to be—is it Kerr or is it uh, dude from Miami, who's the head coach for Team USA now?
0: Yeah, it's him. Um, it's, it's, uh, bolster? it's Bolster It's Yeah.
1: So, because I was gonna say, like, it's not even like you get time with Wembayama on the Olympic team at yeah. some point because he's gonna play for the French team. Yeah. So you know there's a lot of relationships that don't get to be built there and that also worries me too because it's like, well, then what spur is gonna be on the Olympic team? None to so then go and recruit superstars to come to San Antonio. So there's a big gap right there where we're also like missing too as far
0: as getting yeah like, we're gonna business. we're gonna have to be like an all-European team like we're just gonna be like the yeah. all, all national team in San Antonio. But I don't know. Yeah. Like you we'll see. We'll see going online. I don't think like right now we are just we just don't know how to win games. This team does not know how to win games. Because they are up, right? This team is up. They're winning by ten at fifteen. They're winning by twenty at some points during the game. And then next thing you know, fourth quarter comes and then we're down. Real quick, right away. This team does not know how to win. You would think that would come from pop you would think like he can figure something i think pop like i don't know pop to me it, it, it's just pop pop's got to go i'm gonna say that until i'm blue in the face i realize he's not gonna he, we're not gonna fire him right i realize that but pop um, if you're gonna do something you got to do something with best for the spurs franchise instead of telling us to stop booing all right you need to go ahead and just say after this year i'm gone all right, I'm gone.
1: That that thing hurts your feelings that much. Yeah, Did you tell people mean, not to move?
0: yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still, uh, <laughs> still feeling that. All right.
1: Yeah, that was that was a weird old man
0: move. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's go into our last topic here, Primo. Um, one one thing that has. Oh, actually, let's let's talk two things real quick. Okay. Um, let's talk NCAA playoff. Right, we haven't had a okay. chance to talk uh, about the Final Four playoff. You've got uh, Michigan, who came in at number one. You have Washington, who came in at number two. Number three is the University of Texas. That's right. They're the third seed. And fourth and controversial is Alabama. Alabama came in over an undefeated Florida State. Florida State should be there instead of Texas. Oh, you're crazy, bro. Like, you just. All right. This is your hating. One like, team ha,
1: One team has a loss and one team doesn't. Simple math. There it is. It's not Done. simple
0: math. It's never been that simple when it comes to college football. Never. Ever in the Agreed. history of and college so, football. It's never been. So if
1: you're going to leave Florida State out, then it should be to have Georgia and Alabama in.
0: Do you, and you know that. But you can't have Alabama in if you can't have Texas in. Yeah, you can. You can. What? But everyone else can. We beat we're the only team no to one, beat Alabama I, and you're going to keep I'm going to tell, tell you you can put Alabama What? If you put
1: on the national poll of the options of whether to have Florida State or Texas in there or both of the SEC teams, no one is picking Florida State and Texas over Alabama and Georgia. Being it's just not going to happen. Do you, and that's like the people's thing, like the people. Okay,
0: do you, do you remember last week when we talked about the number one team in the country as far as revenue-wise, as far as fan-wise, in the country is the University of Texas?
1: Fan-wise, no, you just no, threw that in there. No,
0: no, Thank you, no. no. Fan-wise, they've already been a poll. Let me pull up this poll over here. Bro, Like I'm telling you, fan-wise, the University of Texas... Isn't like the, And that's why I compared them to the Yankees last week, right? Because Which is a
1: ridiculous comparison.
0: It is not a ridiculous comparison, okay? Because what my comparison was... Are you
1: going to compare them to the the Cowboys now, too? I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying.
0: It, 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 they have that even though they haven't done anything. That, that was my comparison. They have that bravado that, like, you know, this is University of Texas. We're the New York Yankees. We're the Dallas Cowboys. We haven't won stuff in forever. But we're still, you know, the number one team. Uh, but if anything, like, I don't understand why we're talking about Texas. You're, well, you're the only one really talking about Texas not being in there. All right. Um, yeah, there's only two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This crazy. Like, you can't. You, there's no way. Because then, why? If you put in. All right. Alabama, so let's say this
1: why would you not put another. you're acting like Florida State is like Akron of Ohio or if they're like Appalachian State or something like that, Mm -hmm. Florida State has titles. Yes. Multiple titles, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about these like storied programs, I I mean, I don't know actually who has no, that would be Texas, right? Texas has a a title last than Florida State. Florida no. State last
0: time. No, no Florida State does because they had with uh, Jameis.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, when they won with Jameis and Fish, wh- whoever the AM coach was.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo right. Fisher, yeah. Um, I forgot Jameis has a, a national title. Yeah. Um, That just blew my mind right now. It threw me off. Anyways, Florida State is not something like bum... Program right, and so the fact that they're undefeated, and this is where like our conversation came up about the conferences last time is like how important are the conferences, Mm -hmm. and if that's the case, then the Big Twelve ACC kind of cancel each other out because neither one of them are the SEC, and the SEC clearly is the only conference currently. Well, not current. It's not the only conference, but it's the top conference if we're comparing all the conferences so wouldn't this is like when we talk about like soccer leagues is wouldn't you want two teams from the top conference versus an uh, additional team from one of the weaker conferences okay
0: well listen, and if
1: you're going to pick one then you're going to pick the one that's undefeated
0: listen okay listen four teams make it right it is a power 5 conference, right? They're talking about pow- the power of five. So one conference is going to get left out, if not two sometimes when there's two SEC teams in there, right? One conference is always going to get left out. This year, this year, probably the best conference in college football was probably the Pac-12. From top to bottom, the Pac-12 was probably the best conference, right? And then you have the SEC. And that's just, again, like we talked last week, that's just because of the powerhouses. that you have Georgia, and then you have uh, Alabama. LSU was not that good. Auburn was definitely not that good. Don't get me started on Tennessee, Kentucky, all those other crappy things. Because you have the two big powerhouse teams, so you got to put them over. Then you have the Big Ten. Again, another conference with just two powerhouse teams, right? Where you got Michigan and Ohio State. And you have the Big 12, and then you have the ACC, right? The ACC, for the last couple of years, um, has been the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the Power 5 conferences, all right? The biggest win that Florida State had this year was against a three-loss LSU team. That is their best win, a three-loss lsu team that was which team florida state florida state okay they won their Mm -hmm. best win this season was against lsu the first game of the year and lsu went on to lose three games this year okay that is not florida state's fault right they they scheduled lsu thinking it was gonna be a tough opponent it just wound up that lsu is really bad this year okay um To me, college football has always been, and I said it last week. Remember when I said last week about Texas, right? I said, if they're going to make it in, they have to win big, right? I said that last week. The only way they make it in, if all the other stuff, like if they barely beat, if they barely beat Oklahoma State, they're not going to get in, right? I said, because it's always been about optics, right? If you're going to play these crappy teams, you have to beat these crappy teams really bad. You can't be up three to zero in the third quarter against freaking Louisville, and think, "Oh man, the committee's gonna you know want to put us in." Because no, they're not gonna want to, right? And the committee is always gonna want to put in an the SEC team. There's no way an SEC team is not gonna be in the form, in the Final Four. It's just not gonna happen.
1: Why Texas over
0: Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. Because you put in Alabama. And Texas, who is Alabama's only loss? So
1: then, why Alabama over out of those three? You think Texas is the stronger of the of the two, one of the top two of the three? And then they're stronger than Georgia?
0: I think they're right there. Like I, I don't know. Like I still, like I still think that we're better than Bama. I still think we can beat Bama, right? I was I wasn't sure, um, and I, if you'd asked me last week if we could beat Georgia, i be like, nah, we can't beat Georgia, right? But Bama beat Georgia, and I think we can still beat Bama.
1: You think Texas is better than Alabama right now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so. I think so. Right. I think. I mean, it's, it's, now. Yes.
1: I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If Because currently, Texas is going to play Washington, correct? Yep, yep. If Texas loses to Washington, Mm -hmm. will you go back on this that Georgia and Alabama should have been in there and not Texas?
0: If we lose to Washington, To
1: Washington, not to the next three. Because I'll tell you this. I haven't watched the whole thing. I haven't watched all the teams play. And the particular one that I haven't seen or that I've seen the least of is Michigan. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that Michigan is supposed to be the number one of
0: those four. No, no. No, I don't think so either. Like, they're not. Like, again, when we talk about, like, big wins, their big win is against Ohio State, right? And whole, exactly. And whole, so, like, so it
1: seems to me that three and four, Texas and Alabama, are stronger than one and two.
0: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. And I think it's going to be. Uh, is that what you expect in the final? Yeah, yeah.
1: One of the very telling things that I remember seeing was the Michigan Conference room when they found out that
0: Alabama <laughs> made it at the first spot. Yeah, it, it was silent. In <laughs> who let that out? Very, bro? like very, very silent. silent. Oh, they were like, "What?" Yeah, oh, you're, they and who you're, do you think right they wanted?
1: Who let that out?
0: Who do you think they wanted?
1: Oh, of course, Florida State.
0: Okay, and why is that?
1: Yours <laughs> as much as for me. Like I just wanted to hear you get upset. <laughs> So, what you repped on was really my goal. Because uh, I think you already know that I don't care enough about the top four. In
0: yeah, this yeah, thing
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do wanted to hear whether you have valid points. And all of those were actually valid. I wanted to see how upset you would get, oh, number yeah. one. Give me and then number two if you pulled out some bullshit because that was the stuff I was going to go at. But I stayed silent because I thought all of the things you said were very valid. Okay, and I think all of the points about Florida State were true. So I completely agree with you that Texas should be in there. It is though scary that Georgia is not in there because I do think that even though Alabama won because mm-hmm. of what you mentioned in Texas' conference win, this game was not a big enough win for me to believe that Georgia is not better than Alabama.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I obviously
1: you got to win. And yeah, and it's did, one of those. Like, if you play, time.
0: if you play that game ten times, like Georgia wins eight of them, right? Exactly. That's how I feel. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah you gotta win. And here's the thing, Florida State. You want to prove somebody wrong? Go beat Georgia in your bowl game. All right. You play Very Georgia in your bowl game. You want to shut us up? You want to keep? You know that that or like you should have been in there. Like you better not let, lay a goose egg. In this game, you better come out, all your players better play like y'all. This is yo know, shut up everybody moment. Right. And you better be Georgia.
1: This is also the thing, too, where it feels unfair in in regards to Georgia versus Alabama is that Alabama was winning, was was like trying to win that game in order to make the fourth slot. Or if Georgia wins that game, they go in as, I would think, number one. Yeah,
0: well, they were ranked number one, so they would have been. Right? Yeah.
1: So, to me, that's also the thing is, like, the difference of three or four points. You know what? In the ranking system, it just feels like a mess. But I think it's also good that they're changing the system to include way more teams. I think it's too many teams, but I get why they're doing it because of all this.
0: You know what, Trish, me out that nobody's really talking about is, like, you know, you have the battle. Is it Alabama? Is it? Or Florida State, even, you know, should have been to Texas. How come nobody's saying anything about Michigan? They have a cheating scandal. Their head coach has coached maybe four games this season, right? Um, There's a good chance that if they were to somehow pull off a win, that it's going to be taken away because the NCAA is still investigating this whole thing, right? There's a good chance. Like, why aren't they suspended? Why aren't they, like, you know... Should Michigan even be in this thing right now?
1: So I'm going to say the same thing that I'm going to go back to the angle that I was using before that's probably going to upset you is because they're Michigan and they don't want that program to suffer just the way that they would do the same shit for Texas, like throw them in a mix of top four teams when they
0: don't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But I mean, here's the thing though. If they didn't put Michigan in, I still think like that that Georgia (laughs) goes in. Right, yeah, over Florida State, like, of course. Damn, you're right. Yep, absolutely. You know, what absolutely. I mean? yep. So anyway, so uh, let's get it. Let's go on and, and keep it in college football. Let's talk about our last topic right now. What's going on right now with the uh, the portal in college football? There's like, I think the last thing there's like fourteen thousand football players in the portal right now. Um, is the portal getting out of hand? What do you think? Like, it's Is it crazy?
1: They're going to have to regulate it. Like it has to be regulated. I think when you're talking about it's different in pro sports because there's always, there's just different elements where college in, in its actual life expectancy is at most four years. Right. So how are you expected to build a program when a recruit can decommit and just leave after a season? I mean, that's already normalized, which I think is why in the past it was like you had that one year as almost like a consequence for you, right? To be like, all right, you're going to leave this commitment, then you're going to suffer losing a year of playing time since you want this so bad. And so, and I don't necessarily agree with that either, but like, there's got to be some sort of consequence for just like jumping ship because I don't necessarily know how much that actually helps a player in the long run when they're in like let's say the pros and now you harden your way out of a situation right like this is these are the types of things that i think allow for a james harden type of player and that's scary particularly because i think in football players are much more reactionary and temperamental than i would say in let's say like a basketball arena but um i do think that it's a problem in regards to like in the long run for programs to sustain themselves. And and I'm talking about more so like mid-level programs. Cause then you become the farm system for a place like Texas, right. They can feast off of those things. And I think we had a situation like that this year where it was, uh, I forgot what schools they were, but there was a player at Notre Dame that they had like a send off for. But I think the player had played like the first three years at like Louisville or somewhere. And that coach came out and was like, they're having a send-off for him over there. They're like, that's our guy. Like we actually have had him longer and know him better. Yeah,
0: that was the quarterback. Yeah, Notre Dame's quarterback. I can't think Hardman. Hardman, I think it is. But yeah Which I
1: thought was like such a telling thing about the times, right? Is like it's like, yeah, that's pretty true. That you could have a guy for three years and then he'd dip out on his senior year and play for a bigger, more storied program. And it seemed like he was their like their guy.
0: Um, I mean, not. I mean, it's obvious, but you're wrong again on this episode. Um, <laughs> yes. The port. I love the portal. Like this is evening the playing field to me. It may be overcorrecting a problem. Um, kind of like nil is is kind of overcorrecting a problem that's been uh, wrong with college sports in a long time. But like these players usually commit. Not to a school, but they commit to a coach, right? Uh Usually, that's what they're committing to. I would say probably about 70%, 75% of these guys are are committing to a coach, right? Now, if you get into this program and everything that the coach said was going to happen is not happening, everything, you know, or the coach just leaves, right? Mm -hmm. Why? It's a business. Right, this thing like it's not it's not anything else. I think now, more than anything else that we have come to a realization that college football, especially college football, is just the minor leagues for the n f l right, and so if these guys can like hey, I'm over here and it's not working out well for me, and the better my situation is to go over here where they're gonna pay me more money, and I can you know. I can maximize that, like I'm all for it, like you gotta figure it out, and I think teams like Clemson right, who as a coach is like, not, like totally against a portal uh, is is suffering from it, right I think like, the, the, the one that tripped me out recently is the quarterback from Oklahoma who was a starting quarterback mm-hmm. at Oklahoma just hit the transfer portal and now the starting quarterback at Oregon. Right. You got Bo yeah. Nix who just, who would, I mean, you got Bo Nix who was, who's like 30 years old, a quarterback up for a <coughs> Heisman, um, leaving this year. Like, but, so, so I think that
1: those are the, for example, that's like the perfect example that I'm talking about is you're a starter at a great program. You're the man there. Heisman Trophy candidate leaves another program and now you're like empty seat. I'm going out there like it's there for you. Like you're already set up. You got what you wanted. And now you're able to leave to go somewhere else for your own benefit that has nothing to do with your program. Doesn't have anything to do with a coach leaving. Right. Because I completely get what you say. And I actually agree with that. Like if a coach leaves, which is what we're seeing in Colorado. Right. Like commitments are like, yo, Dion's going to leave. I'm not going there. if Dion's going to leave next year. And I completely understand that, right? That's like a loyalty and also like personal commitment thing of how things are going to be run. But this is like, now what do you do in this type of situation where you're, which is, you know what? Maybe that's part of the rules is like, you're not able to decommit if your coach who recruited you is still there. No, no. I think, look, no, you, you I, want full freedom and these guys be able to do what yeah, they want, but then yeah. you want to argue Jane Harden. Every single minute for crying his way out of it. This is what James Harden does. Is what you're talking about right now. What you're advocating for. Here's you're thing. a hypocrite. Is what I'm no, learning. No, Here's you're a the full thing. on. They are only
0: allowed to put themselves in the portal one time. They can't so? put themselves in the portal two times or three times or after every season. Put get put in 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 the portal. Right. Okay. I didn't one. Know that. Yeah. One time you're allowed to be in the portal. <laughs> <laughs> right and so what i like this guy dylan gabriel that's what i'm pretty sure has happened is uh i raised my stock a little bit here dylan gabriel is not a nfl quarterback he's not he's he's too short he doesn't have the arm like that like nobody's predicting him to uh to be, to be in NFL like, like a
1: breakout star
0: yeah to be an nfl quarterback so what is he doing is maximizing his stuff. I'm going to go to Oregon where I'm going to get a lot of TV time, right? I'm going to go to make Oregon. Make all the NIL money. Make all the NIL money. I'm gonna I have be, to get a real yeah, job. Exactly. I'm going to be the big <laughs> man on campus at Oregon where Nike is, where Nike is a big contributor to that program. Like, shout out to him. Like, he knows what he's doing, right? All yeah. credit to him. Because in a second they will get rid of him.
1: In a Very second
0: true. they will bench him. All the promises that 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 they had for him is gone. In a second that coach can be leaving, kind of like his coach left him earlier, right? He when he started Oklahoma, uh, he he made a commitment to uh, the USC coach guy, USC Lincoln. now Lincoln, yeah, yeah, Lincoln Riley. He made a commitment to that person. Right, and so no, I'm here for the portal. Here's what I like. I think it's kind of messed up, and I wish they would fix it. Is once they enter the portal, like they can't go back to their schools, and so there. Like I said, there are fourteen thousand players in the portal. There are not fourteen thousand available play you know, available slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There are now fourteen thousand available slots. It, you know, with incoming freshmen, with all that stuff. Like, there's a lot of these people that put themselves in the portal, and then gonna have to go down to Division two school, right? Because they took that chance, and yeah. so um, it's a business, right? And everybody's getting money now, and so
1: yeah. I think, though, that there's still, like, I think there's a concern that, like, again, if you are trying to, well, I think one of the things, too, that's come out is that the NCAA is trying to look to open it up to pay players, and that's one of the things that we'll, we'll have to cover on the next episode, but, you know, I think that that's actually better, well, I guess depending on how they frame it, but I think it's better that than you just offering NIL deals because I think we know that the reason for the portal influx now is because of NIL deals, right? Like, it's like, how do I get, where can I go that would be a chance to give me more money um, versus more time? Because if this was about playing time, then it's like, all right, I can see that, which I think the only case where I've seen that it's more about playing time is when Dion came in and was like, I'm not playing you. <laughs> right and yeah. he had just started like essentially being like i'm gonna cut you or i'm gonna like bring in somebody else and then they're, yeah. they're gonna take a spot which when you operate like that then obviously i can understand like what you said in defending the players and being like guys are just gonna get rid of you anyway so you should be able to have the option to move on
0: right right and you gotta even think about like other teams reaching out into the portal right um, when a, a a player commits to your to your team, he's looking at your roster, right? And he's like, hey, okay, by if I get redshirted this freshman year, this dude leaves, and then I'll, I should be getting playing time by, you know, my sophomore year, junior year, and then, oh, they got somebody in the portal to put over you. And now, you know, it's just, if they can do it, the players should be able to do it. That's all I'm saying. I
1: get that. Also, one of the things that's come up is like the Dabble Sweeney brought up was like it it creates opportunities for tampering. You think that Oregon didn't reach out to Gabriel and was like, "Hey, yeah, he knew exactly." So this is what I'm saying is that like if the rules do not allow for like pre-negotiations in the transfer portal, like then we're just playing dumb, right? And we have to know that that schools are reaching out to individuals and offering them opportunities and letting them know, like, like, I don't think Gabriel went out there being like, let me take this chance. Oregon was like, yo, you're going to be our starter next year. If you come right now. So come. Yeah, absolutely. And he's like, yeah, I'm out. Right. So, and like, have been
0: working that for months because there's no way he went to the portal one day and then like two days later he's with Oregon. Right.
1: Exactly. So this is what I'm saying is that like, these types of things are where I do believe that this is an issue. Right, because I do agree, and I guess you know what I should have framed it that way better was it allows for so much tampering that is really hard to like to kind of just like review and have oversight that it's gonna happen and players are gonna be poached on a regular basis. And and I think it's actually more of a danger to players in, in ways that you brought up is that I don't think that they necessarily have to keep their promises. So players are going to be going into the portals, possibly getting empty promises. And now the thing that I was like for, I might be against, which is like, if they can only enter once, then they better be like superstars that are going to get that opportunity because then you're going to be stuck wherever you went. I don't necessarily know that any of this is actually good for programs.
0: I mean... No, it's not good you for You don't program. care that it's good
1: for programs. No, I don't
0: care. I care it's good for the player. Like it's, so, like, if
1: Arch Manning was to leave yeah, via this route, this, like, tampering, Ohio State, like, all this
0: stuff, you're yeah, going to yeah, be, yeah.
1: like, fair game.
0: Yeah, it's a fair game. Especially since okay. Ewers decided to come back, right? And Ewers yeah. is, like, you know, because there, there's a good chance. And Manning came in with the was just thinking that he was going to start next year. Right, yeah. and if now they don't, yeah. now he doesn't have that opportunity. Um, yeah, like he, hey, that's what you promised me. I'm not gonna start. Now nah, I'm gonna go find somewhere where I'm gonna start, and you know.
1: Because at this point, do we expect Ewers to be an NFL quarterback?
0: Yeah, he'll he'll be an NFL quarterback. He'll get drafted. Um, like before this Maybe season, like somewhere. yeah, before this season, he was predicted to be a late first round pick. Um, but then he got hurt and then things kind of like triggered away after he got hurt. Um, so, and I, and I think that's kind of why he is not coming out this year. Um, and, and you know, this, this quarterback draft class is crazy and pr- is really good. So next year doesn't look to be that good. Um, so uh, maybe he's hoping for that. And I think that maybe that's why he's coming back for another year. Um, but that being said, like. Arch should, should have the opportunity to leave if he wants to leave. But also, if Texas wants to keep him, like, you're going to have to pay good money, right? You're going to, hey, you want to stay here, Arch? And and, Arch, and if I was Arch, I'd be like, look, hey, Ohio State is over there. And their NIL deal is offering yeah. me this many million dollars to go play over there.
1: And I think you brought this up before, too. It's like, how many offensive linemen are coming specifically to be offensive linemen for Archman?
0: Yeah, well... Like I said, they got the Pancake Factory in Texas, where every starting offensive lineman is making a million dollars. Every yeah. starting offensive lineman is making a million dollars. Yeah, it's genius. 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 I love it. I love it. All right, people. Well, I think that that's our that's our show for today. Um, I just want to say one quick thing uh, as we are uh, uh, leaving here. Uh, go Army. They just beat Navy um, again. <laughs> Alright. So anyway, that's uh that's it for today. That's your, your primo Christopher Costello. I'm Luis Velasquez and we are out.